welcome to Fun is Fundamental. Fun is Fundamental is a podcast for those who realize that the enjoyment of life is about having something deep in our souls which lights our fire. It's for those who maybe have lost that fire and feel like they are missing out on the pleasures of life. In each episode, I will share recent fun activities and focus on why having fun is essential for good health. I'm your host, Alenia, and I invite you to take this journey with me and join the pleasure-seeking movement. Hello, welcome to Fun is Fundamental. Today, we're going to be talking about how I started a book club. Basically, I started it because I used to be an avid reader, and I really loved it, but I had been so out of practice for so many years, and, you know, despite making plans to start reading over and over, I just kept letting myself down. You know, it's actually, it's actually funny. As you know, a lover of reading. It's, it's funny because I was a late reader. I was in remedial reading until I was in like third or fourth grade. And I remember like really hating the shame of walking out of my regular class to go to my reading class. And I feel like everyone was judging me. Although it's not honestly true that they were, but I felt that way was like, oh, you know, I'm not as smart as everyone else and that there was something wrong with me. You know, now, of course, I know that people learn at different paces and have different skills and in that no one is good at everything. So like, you know, as a teacher, like I'll see a kid that has like really great like kinesthetic capabilities, but they're struggling to learn their numbers you know, or vice versa, you know, that kind of thing. Or someone has like really great social skills, but they're not really enjoying doing art or something like that. I don't know. Things like that. Obviously I know now that it wasn't a character flaw or something. Once I, you know, got up to my peers reading level, I really started pursuing reading for fun more and I remember really loving like R.L. Stein as a preteen. And I really loved Francesca Leah Block when I was in my early 20s. So those were like two of, two authors that I kept reading over and over and over kind of thing. And with all the hours, and I remember, I fondly remember all the hours that I spent walking through used in new bookstores and the library. Like I could just spend hours just like walking around the library and looking at the books. And I remember all the times I got way too many books from the library that I could barely, I could barely carry them. And, you know, and I knew it was like impossible for me to read them all, but it just, you know, read them all in three weeks, but I just had to You know, I just, there was just like this pleasure of just getting them, you know, my, my to be read list has always been huge. (laughs) I remember when I was living abroad, I read some of my favorite all-time books, like 100 Years of Solitude and, and stuff. But I also remember reading the Twilight books because, you know, the expats, we would all we would all trade books. And so I would just like read whatever I could get my hands on. 
And so Twilight was definitely not one of my favorites, but I still, I still read it. And I, you know, it's not like I remember it like as like this torturous thing. It was just like, oh yeah, it's easy, whatever, (laughs) that kind of thing. You know, some books, it's like you forever remember them. Uh, Like in a previous episode, I talked about like geek love and that was definitely one of those that was in in the expat uh, rounds during my time in Korea and stuff. I realize I haven't really talked probably that much about living abroad on this podcast. Uh, I guess just for reference, I lived in Korea for two and a half years, about 10 years ago, more than 10 years ago now. Um, and then I lived in Ecuador and that was just for one year and that was about 10 years ago. So yeah, now you understand that because I don't know if I've really talked about it much on the podcast, but yeah, I, I really remember loving that time period of reading when I was living abroad. Cause it was just like, it, you, it was always easy to get your hands on an English book. And so I would just like devour anything that I would get my hands on, you know? So I guess it's the same as like the TV. It's like, I was watching a lot of America's Next Top Model because it was one of the English programs that you, I could get, I could watch, you know? Would I have always chosen it if I hadn't been living abroad? I don't know. Yes or no. I watched in the United States sometimes too, so I I can't say that I hated it at all. It was definitely a guilty pleasure. But back to back to books. <laughs> I'm not the best writer, but I I really love the magic of the written word. When someone says something so profound and beautiful and it just it sounds like music and you're just like oh it like it just speaks to you emotionally so deeply I I think it's one of the most amazing things in the world you know and so you know books are really are really magical and they're really transformative and transport transportative if that's a word I can transport you to through time and space you know and so I feel so fortunate to just I mean I have you know access to millions of books really you know in this time you know in this time that we live in you can read almost anything as, I mean, for me, as long as it's in English, right? <laughs> I can't read things in, like, uh, Portuguese and stuff like that. Not that I couldn't learn, right? But I, you know, there's enough, there's enough books in English. I don't need to learn another language just so I can read books, right? So I looked up how much of the world's population is, is illiterate. And it actually was way lower than I expected. It's only 14% of the world's population that is illiterate. The literacy rate has basically doubled since 1960. So that's great news for the world, for civilization. 
that most of the world is literate. Not that everyone has the access to books that I have, you know. When I think about how many books exist, and that no matter how hard I try, I could never read them all, even if I wanted to, it both excites me and it saddens me because there never will be enough time for me to know everything, to read everything. Of course, you know, the more books that you read, the more that you realize, I don't really like this, this author, or I don't like this kind of book or things like that. So I guess that's fine that I can't read everything, right? (laughs) I will never experience everything. And it's a blessing and a curse. you know, to be, for me and everything else, to be impermanent. But I guess that's, like, also why, how, why things are important, is that you don't have forever, and so don't waste your time with the things that don't matter, right? So, that's why it's also a blessing. (laughs) Back to why I started the book club. Gretchen Rubin has a book that's, I think it's called The Four, The Four Tendencies. And I am an obliger, which means that I am far more willing to do things for others than for myself, which I'm glad that I don't break promises to other people very easily, but I would far, I would far you know, I really want to not have broken so many promises to myself over the years. I've let myself down in my promises so much that I've lost count. And it's hurt my confidence and my ability to follow through with a lot of things. You know, I, I'm, you know, I get, I'm tired of feeling like I fail to meet commitments to myself, but I guess knowing that I am an obliger is why I put the call out on Facebook to see if anyone, anyone else wanted to join a book club and I got seven people to join. So that was good. (laughs) I figured that if I had others that I didn't want to let down that I'd actually read And so far, it's been successful. But, you know, I'd I'd like to figure out how to keep more promises to myself without having to rely on outside influence to keep me accountable. So, with our setup, we're, we're taking turns choosing books and choosing the locations. And I came up with the idea to do, like, birth... We're doing, like, birthday order... One for like choosing the books and then the reverse for choosing the locations and somewhere in the middle it will meet maybe for eight people I guess it will kind of meet (laughs) we just met for our first book choice which was my choice it was the ocean at the end of the lane by Neil Gaiman and 
I've really liked Neil Gaiman books and I, I, I actually already had this book on my Kindle and it just was sitting there not being read. So I was like, I had chosen like some other books and I don't know. <laughs> it's like, okay, let's, I could do a, a, choose a fiction one too. Like we, you're, we're, we choose three books and then we vote on them and everything. And that ended up being the one that we voted on, but it's definitely wasn't my favorite Neil Gaiman book at all. I mean, I would say it's probably like my least favorite. I mean, he's still, he still writes absolutely beautiful prose. Like he has a gift with words. He's a wonderful storyteller and it elicits really beautiful imagery for you. But apparently it was supposed to be a short book. It was supposed to be a short, a short story. It was a short book. It was a short novel, which was good. I'm glad it was short, but it was supposed to be a short story. And, you know, the plot was just like a bit too thin for a novel, I guess, which, you know, knowing that it was supposed to be a short story makes sense because, you know, and you had to just kind of fill out the rest, you know, <laughs> like plump it up a little bit kind of thing. But, but yeah, I've read Neverwhere and Coraline and Stardust previously and really liked all three of those. So, I mean, you know, if this is like the worst of his books, like he's still amazing. <laughs> so definitely not, not pooping on Neil Gaiman because he's a great, great writer. Our first meeting was really nice. We met in uh, this bar, par, bar restaurant kind of thing that can have dogs called Norms. Norm! I wonder if that's where the name came from. Could be. <laughs> anyway, in Fremont. It was a beautiful day. And yeah, I feel lucky. It was actually like really warm and really sunny. It was great. I didn't have to wear a coat. Yeah. One of those amazing spring days. Anyway, we started, you know, started off right away talking about the book and mostly like talked about some the themes of the book and you know, feelings that maybe elicited and if there was anything that confused us and things like that. But, you know, it, I would say after like a half hour or something, I don't know, we were just talking about stuff <laughs> kind of thing. So, and then, so, you know, we ate, we had a drink, we had some conversation and then like we were leaving and we were just like walking down the street all together just because it was a nice day. <laughs> and then, I don't know, we just went home, but yeah, it was a pleasant, a pleasant day. Good way to start a book club. <laughs> so I, I think it will. I mean, we definitely have it planned for the next one. We're reading a book called A Taste for Poison. And that it's, it's definitely interesting. I think there'll be some cool things to talk about for it. 
and so it it continues hopefully it will continue to continue <laughs> and i look forward to the future meetings and the future books and you know keeping up with the pattern of just of reading and you know finding the joy again for reading so that's good you know i I went into it to read more, and I have, and so mission accomplished no matter what. <laughs> so I was looking for a quote about books, and there's a lot of quotes about books <laughs> because, you know, authors definitely have a lot of love for books, and they, they, they have a lot of, like, ability to use words, so, like, there's a lot to say. But actually, I, I chose a quote by uh, Carl Sagan. One glance at a book and you hear the voice of another person, perhaps someone dead for a thousand years. To read is to voyage through time. That's beautiful. You know, sometimes when you think about how we are built... Like society is built on top of society, on top of society. It's like everything that is is because of what was and, you know, what came before it. And we have all this knowledge because of, you know, what came before us, who came before us. Like we know about poisons because someone, someone's at some time probably was poisoned by that. And they're like, oh, don't eat that. So you have this knowledge then. Although it's funny, like, reading, like, the the poison book. Like, there's some things that you're like, wow, they didn't realize that this was so poisonous. Like, they were using it for, like, tonics and stuff like that. And, like, I mean, I guess it's, like, the same thing with, like, radi radiation. Like, there were people, like, using it as, like, medicine. Like, well, obviously it's still being used as medicine radiation for cancer but like people were like taking like tonics and like destroying their bodies from the inside out and things like that so it's like not even that long ago that like some of these like things were being discovered anyway I guess also like the whole idea of I mean this being Carl Sagan it's like yeah it makes sense you know that we're all basically made of the same as materials as the stars like we're all just energy these energy bags right and yeah we're recycled recycled stardust you know it's all very beautiful and poetic right <laughs> so of course you know we can time travel right <laughs> by reading books and you know and that we're connected to that which was, you know, so I guess that's about it for today. I'd love to talk more about books. Uh, find me on Instagram and tell me your favorite book. You can find me at fun is fundamental and I'm, or you can email me at fun is fundamental, uh, fun is fundamental podcast at gmail.com. I'm also on Facebook. Fun is fundamental podcast. <laughs> I'm sure you see a theme here. And I hope that you have a good week. Read a good book. 
and I'll talk to you in two weeks. Love ya. Bye.